So, welcome to Them Asperger's again. Uh, it is another early morning episode. Do you remember last week when I said that <laughs> we need to start doing these like at a normal hour and not at half six in the morning? No, I'm going to have to keep breaking to yawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not going to keep pausing the recording of this so you can yawn. So you'll just have to hold your yawns in. Oh, no. For the next hour. Yes. Um... But yeah, it's, uh, what did I just say? <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't talking. <laughs> you can still hear it, you know. No, you can't. I turned away to yawn. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh... <laughs> Stop it. Sorry. Right. Morning. So we are at the moment going through our normal well, when I say normal, we've had a list of things that we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one we're supposed to be talking about today is the one that we also said we were going to research first. Yes. Um, but we just haven't had time to do that yet. So we will. I reckon next week we've got to definitely do it. Uh, we've had a couple of people message us yeah. uh, talking about a specific topic in general. So there are people that want us to talk about it. So those that have asked us to talk about it as well as go into it a bit more, mm. we will be talking about it next week. Uh, we just need to look into, well, I need to look into bits myself and you need to, well, actually, no, you've already done yours, haven't you? Is it me that's stopping it from happening? I've done, I've done a bit, like I could do a little bit more or have a refresher, but I probably have more on it than you do. Yeah. So we're skipping to the next topic this week, and this week we're going to talk about age. Yes. Is that alright with you? That's okay with me. Um, I was thinking originally to do this one about um, age, so I think initially when I first thought of this, I was thinking of two people that had both been, that are both the same age. One hadn't been diagnosed until like they were older, one had, but uh, like I've... I thought that was probably not. not what right. you were thinking about comparing? Yeah, to okay. see, but I I changed my mind on that. Okay. So, like, what I mean by age is um, how Asperger's changes with age. Um, but I guess we're going to only have to talk about it from our perspective of not being diagnosed yourself yet, um, yeah. but getting diagnosed soon, and me not being diagnosed until I was twenty six. Um, and yeah, I'm 33 now. So we're going to do that instead because I think it does change with age. I think it does become something different as you get older. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I the reason I don't want to do people that have been diagnosed uh, early because I imagine it changes differently when you've been diagnosed early because when you're diagnosed early from like four or earlier, um, you're raised knowing what it is you're kept out of certain situations, certain things you don't have to deal with. Um, and it's a different experience, I think, for those, uh, except for those that have been diagnosed when they're older, because you just, nobody knows, so you have to just deal with stuff. And yeah. the things you have to deal with are different depending on what stage of your life you're in. You know, like things you deal with when you're like a toddler to things you have to deal with when you're, in your 20s are completely different and obviously your Asperger's reacts differently depending yeah. on the situation you're put in. Um, another point that I think is quite interesting is most of the, I don't know about our whole listenership, but I know the people that have messaged us 
um, and spoken to us have been people that have been diagnosed late, mostly, like yeah. the majority of them. So I I wonder if that correlates with people that are diagnosed late in life want to like listen to us or like research things, you know, like look it up more and look more into it because out of interest, whereas maybe people that are diagnosed young because they've just grown up like accepting it, understanding it, knowing it, don't feel the need. I don't know. It'd be interesting if someone that was diagnosed young would message us just to let us know what it's like growing up knowing because we don't and like sometimes we make assumptions about it but we don't actually know uh, well i know some people that were okay um but that's only because when i was first diagnosed they sent me to groups um where i met people that were and we used to work with a guy that was diagnosed Oh, no, yeah, we did. From a kid. Yeah. Uh, he said he's always known, because I remember asking him, I had to do a risk assessment for him yeah. when he first started, to find out, like, his triggers and his sensory issues you might have in store, um, how prone to meltdowns he was, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and he told me he'd been diagnosed from a child, and so he knew enough about it to have that conversation with me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I've I've met a couple of people that do, and yeah, it was they're kind of not sheltered from stuff, but they know what the things are, and you know they have support from like really young, so before school, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's different. Um, admittedly, I don't know enough of them, and yeah, you're right. Most people we talk to are late diagnosis, um, but I guess that's because we tend to. I only tend to really hang around with people the same age as me. So, um, and when I was a kid, Asperger's wasn't really something that was recognised, um, like it was floating about, but it didn't really, didn't really happen. And with you, um, like, uh, it's, it's harder to spot in girls and girl traits are different to boy traits. So, you know, I think there's a rise of girls being diagnosed with Asperger's now, but even my social worker has said that, uh, it's much harder to spot them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it's the age thing. Like, obviously now it's different for you because you've only really known that you've had it since November. Yeah. We're in August now, so it's been it's been nearly a year. Yeah. But have you looked back on things that you did as a kid uh, that you would have noticed? Because I think in children it's obvious to spot now because people know what to look for. Yeah. But some stuff can just be... As children, like, there's some stuff that's just not obvious. Some kids are just a bit quirky, you know? So you can't go straight for autism every time. Whereas I think in adults, if they're autistic, like, I feel like it's easier to spot in an adult. Um, As weird as that sounds. Um, I know that more people are diagnosed as children now, but I think that's because there's two separate tests. There's, like, a how to spot it in kids test, which is based on just like physical behavior i think mostly and asking parents some questions about their social skills whereas i think in adults it's easier to spot well it is for me anyway like i'm really good at noticing it in adults because of just the way they are um and yeah like the situations from when you're kids that are different the only thing you've really got to think about is playing with other children and going to school they're the things that you do, but like, do you remember anything from like being a kid that have those two things, going to school and playing with the children, that 
you realised there was something different about yourself. Yeah. Um, like, I've said this to you before as well, but my mum said, like, my mum obviously said that she always thought I was on the spectrum, but she's also said to me that she thinks it's a lot more obvious now that I'm older, yeah. which I think is interesting just because of some of the way I behave now isn't different to when I was younger, except when you're a child and you're having, like, a meltdown, it comes across as a child having a tantrum. Yeah. And that's a thing that happens all the time and nobody thinks it's weird. But as a grown human, to do the same thing just seems like you're a big baby or, like, or there's something different. And I think that's, like, one of the obvious things. But um, things from when I was younger, I mean... I've always been super sensory to touch, so I think that's, like, one of the things that really sticks out to me. Things at school, I didn't have any friends, which I think is a big one. Um, Like, I, I had friends, but I'd really float in and out of different groups. I didn't have, like, a solid set of friends and I was also quite happy to play by myself. So I remember, um, what's it called? Like on your lunch break at school, when like children are playing together, I got really good at hula hooping because I would just take a hula hoop and stand by myself and just learn to hula hoop and just teach myself like loads of different tricks. But that was partly because I really enjoyed hula hooping but mostly because that's a thing that you can do on your own and I don't know whether it was to try and make it seem like I wasn't just hanging out by myself or I hadn't thought that much into it and it was just something I was doing because I didn't have friends but I think that's a thing because I can't think of anybody else that was just hanging out by themselves really I don't think that's a typical thing no I mean as in school you get noticed more than as an adult as an adult if you do lunch on your own or uh, do things by yourself nobody really questions it you yeah get the odd person like trying to say oh do you want to do something or you know if you're single and on your own people try and introduce their friends to you yeah but that's it but yeah as a kid if you're single uh single if you're on your own um people do notice uh, and they notice, you know, straight away. Uh, it was one of the things that I didn't do as a child uh, because I'm aware of the fact that if you take on, like, this loner mentality and be by yourself, people notice that about you uh, and you stand out. So I used to make myself play with other children and whatever game they were doing or group activity they were doing during the breaks I would get myself involved in it uh even though I really didn't want to it made me kind of hate breaks a little bit uh, <laughs> and I'd always like duck off pretend like I'm going to the toilet and just go and uh, you know be on my own for a little spurts of time during breaks but I seen what happened to like the other children that spent time on their own that I saw what it did so I kind of made sure I wasn't one of them. Yeah. Um, whereas now, like, as I've got older, I don't care. Like, I openly tell people I'm going to go do stuff on my own or if I've had two days off from work by myself, what have you done? 
talk to nobody is what I've done for two days. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's more like, uh, I'm not bothered. Like, I don't care if you know this about me. But so that's like something I feel like as an adult, it's different. And being on your own is not as weird as, um, as it is as a child. Yeah. So that has its better things. <clears throat> I feel like <clears throat> as a kid, if your behavior is odd or if you're a little bit weird, you can stand out, I suppose. Um, but it's only certain things, the certain things you do are seen as strange. Like you said, the tantrums and meltdowns and that kind of thing, as a child, are to be expected. And most parents will see them as you're just throwing a wobbly because you're not getting your own way. Yeah. Um, I guess somebody else's schedule and routine as a child is because you don't really control what you do. True, yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's better or worse because most parents parent with a routine in in hand anyway. So I think like you've just learned the routine and you're okay with it because it's there. Like I don't actually remember that being a thing, which has always made me think like, do I actually, it's, I need routine and schedule now, but I don't remember it being a big point when I was a kid. It's weird when I think about to myself as a child, the only thing I ever thought about myself was that I'm different. Uh, and that I know I'm definitely different to everybody else. But the stuff that made me realise I was different was watching people, like, cry at movies or, um, you know, get happy when they scored a goal at school football, you know, like the weird, like, victory things people do. Uh, Or, like, going on holiday and enjoying going on holiday or getting excited about a birthday that was coming up. That was it. Stuff like that people would do at school, and I just think... What, why, why are you doing that? Why don't I do that? Um, so I always kind of knew I was different as a child, but I didn't know what it was about me. And I didn't actually think there was anything different about me in that sense. Like I didn't, it would never have someone had gone, oh yeah, there's like, you've got like a, not a disability, but you know, you've got autism. Um, I wouldn't have seen it as that. I just thought that I was someone that wanted something different with my life and didn't want to be the same as the, crowd you know the mainstream yeah Uh, and that's what I believed it to be when I was a kid that I was just someone that was going to grow up to be different to everybody else um and yeah that was it never it never was a thing like as I've got older and I even before diagnosis once you become like living on your own once I'd moved from you know out of my mom's house and moved away like I moved like hundreds of miles south of where yeah i'm from so where i live now i don't have any family here uh there's none of the people i knew from where i'm originally from here um and my i suppose my people i interact with these days is you yeah uh people i work with and i talk to family members on the phone from time to time once i did that i realized i don't know when you have to start making your own route i noticed that like the upheaval and changing everything like i had to get my own routines down then and i had to do my own thing i mean i was doing my own thing before but it was even more of my own thing you know because i was then fully independent yeah um i think that's when i started to notice loads of other stuff about me that were completely different and i think that's where the age thing is is relevant is because once you become an adult and have to start doing your own everything um loads of stuff start I started realizing was different about me at that point loads of things I just started such thinking. as what um 
just my inability to do certain stuff. So like arrange things, you know, make phone calls to like set up bill payments or uh, I realized that I don't like answering the phone because like when you're a child, I mean, not so much now, I guess kids have phones from yeah. like, whatever, 10, 11 but when I was younger, phones weren't a thing. So yeah. I never had to answer a phone. You know, if the phone rang in my house, I wouldn't pick it up because who's ringing the house to talk to me? Yeah. Um, and if it was someone to talk to me, my mum would answer it and go, oh, it's for you, Nikki. And I'd, I'd go and get it. Yeah. Um, but now, like, you know, people ring me for all kinds of things. There's all kinds of adult situations that I avoid or try not to get involved yeah. in. Um, that weren't things that happened as a kid and I think that's when it became more obvious that I was different like I'd always like go to a shop need something out of a shop and just realize I can't find it and think uh you know I'd have to ask an assistant here how I where it is how to yeah. find it and I I wouldn't do it so I just I just leave I'd go oh that's easy I'll just you know when you sit at home and think all I've got to do is go in there and ask someone yeah um it's like last night when we were talking and you said that you, uh, I need like food waste bin bags and you said you were going to go to the library for me to go get them. <laughs> and like, it's all right you saying it now that you're going to go get them. Yeah. But um, you haven't actually physically had to try and do it yet. Yeah, I know. And it's stuff like that that made it more obvious for me before I was diagnosed. Yeah, I think that was the thing with me as well because I, I did the same thing of I came to uni far from where my family live um and I think I had the same realization because I'd think I got to uni and sort of thought okay I'll do this this and this and then I went to do them and I couldn't and that's something that I didn't know I couldn't do before and then I realized that I could could no the other way around but I think (laughs) I think like I still had a sort of uni-protected bubble as well because uh, the first year you're living in halls, the way rent's done is completely different. They just take it. Um, And kind of the same for all student accommodation. It was kind of done in a way that was fine. And then when I moved into a flat that wasn't student accommodation, um, like now consistently I forget to pay my rent. I, I always forget and then they message me the day after it's due just to say it hasn't gone in and I pay it that day. But it seems to be a consistent like trend of mine that I accidentally pay it the day after it's due almost every month. And I get really upset by like at myself for not being able to do it, but I don't know how I always manage to forget. Um I'm also really bad with opening letters and that's something that yeah same yeah Yeah. i don't like opening mail like that's something that i didn't know when i was younger because the only time i ever had to open letters when i was younger was like birthday cards and that was fine because i knew what was going to be in them like they're all in colorful envelopes and they just say my name not like my whole address or anything and they're given to you on your birthday yeah like by my parents yeah but like now the white letters that look all important i I, I will open them, but I uh, I get freaked out. And I'll, I noticed that I open them if I know what's coming. So, like, recently I was waiting for a letter from the doctor. So when I got a letter, I didn't want to open it, but because in my head I was like, this is going to be from the doctor, so this is going to be fine, I could open it. But if I get a letter out of the blue, I tend to just sort of keep it in my flat unopened for a few days. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know what the fear is because... 
most of the time it's just a bank statement. It's not like I've ever had a letter that said something like final warning or anything like that. And I don't think that I'm scared of it being that because I'm not in debt and I don't like, I don't have any worries like that, but I just, I, I guess it's the unknown. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I really hate opening letters. Do you know what it is for you? Or? Um, yeah, like I say, when you mention it, I've never had any letters that are bad. Yeah. Um, I just don't like opening letters. Um, I don't know if it's because I don't know what's in there. Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm not expecting any posts. Yeah. Uh, and so it's 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 kind of like when people call me that I wasn't expecting a phone call. I don't answer it. So I think it's just that. Um. I think it's just the what is this? This is it's like it'd be the same way as if like someone came around your flat that you weren't expecting. Would you let them in and invite them in for a cup of tea, or would you pretend like you weren't home? I'd pretend like I wasn't home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the same thing. But it's like what I'm saying is like when you're a child, these behaviours are considered normal and kid-like, and other kids don't notice that there's anything odd yeah. about you. Uh, they just think that that's the kind of person you are. I guess in some ways children are more understanding towards that kind of thing. Yeah. Apart from the being on your own, like that stands out, but like your weird little quirks and like autistic traits, they just see it as that's that's the way you are. Um, whereas I feel like when you're older and you use them, people don't really say anything to you, but you always get that impression that when you've gone, they go, yeah, he's a bit weird or yeah. he's, he's a bit of a shut-in or... Um, you know, that kind of thing, like, yeah, he says he'll come to stuff, but then he never turns up. Uh, I guess with a diagnosis, if you then disclose to everybody what you've got, then it's a little bit easier. Uh, people understand it. But, like, it's it's something that, like the rest of you, like your personality, your personality changes as you get older. Like, I'm trying to think, like, do you think Asperger's or autism it evolves or changes with age. So as you get older, do you think you do you think you have? I don't know if it's like you said because there's new things you experience as an adult, so you just notice traits that weren't there before, and they could have always been there. It's yeah. just you're not getting bills when you're seven. So yeah. I, or are there traits that like evolve or develop, or you get new traits as time goes on? It's a strange one because. Yeah, I don't know whether it's just you're not faced with the same things when you're younger, but I think, um, like, this is different between me and you because you have always made effort to appear normal. Yeah. But when I was younger, I didn't have that at all. So I remember I was considered different or strange or weird when I was younger, um, and I didn't care, and I I played on it a lot more. So, like, for example, there was a time where I was... I was sat in my front garden and the boy that lived next door to me and his friend were cycling around sort of in front of our houses. And I think they were... I don't know if they were trying to sort of... I think they were trying to, like, take take the mick out of me, but just in a friendly not in a horrible way but they were trying to do what all kids do really by sort of mocking each other but instead of like going away or saying hello or anything like that I just got out a giant piece of paper and started writing down observations about them on it 
but they didn't know what I was doing. So they were like, what's she writing? I don't understand. And like, I do stuff like that, that people thought was weird, but would confuse people. I did the same thing when a similar thing happened with a, a group of guys, boys, and they were, I don't know what they were doing. They were staring at me for some reason, but I had two of my dolls in my pocket and I just got them out and made them start talking to each other, proper playing with them, like really obviously. And they were just really confused by what I was doing. And I think I used to just do that when I was younger. I used to not care at all about being weird. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of used to use it to my advantage as much as possible. And now it's different. Like now I care a lot more about how I'm seen. Whereas when I was younger, I didn't care. So I didn't care about like what I looked like, anything like that. Um, I didn't care about people looking at me. Like I, I got to a point in secondary school where I hated any sort of attention. But prior to that, I could get receive attention and I, I've never been the sort of person that loves it and would like bathe in it or whatever but I didn't mind if the attention was on me because I could just ignore it and I I don't know if that's a change in me or I would say that's a change in my Asperger's because yeah like I was quite happy to be really weird really strange and have people think about me in a certain way. Whereas now I think I care a lot more about if people think I'm... I don't mind if people think I'm different. But I think I care if people sort of judge me negatively. Yeah. Which is definitely something that I didn't do when I was younger. So I would say that's a change in my Asperger's for sure. But where's it? Where's it come from? I don't know. It was in secondary school that the change happened. I remember it really distinctly as well because I remember in the final year of primary school, we had a big stage show, um, like an end of year show that everyone's in. But I got given like the lead role and I was fine being up on stage and doing this like lead role in front of everyone. But then in secondary school, and I can't remember when exactly, but... You have to, during assembly, if you have full attendance, they would give out certificates. And I remember there was just one time where I got called up and I just freaked out. Like the idea of standing up and walking in front of everybody, even though there were other people that were going to be doing exactly the same thing. You have to shake your head teacher's hand and get given your certificate. And I just freaked out. I couldn't do it. Um, And then it was the same sort of continuously after that I'd used, I used to hide in the toilet if I knew that um, I was going to be receiving a certificate for attendance or anything like that if I knew I was going to have to get up I'd hide in the toilet um, I never said anything about it I don't know maybe like if at the time I'd just gone to my teachers and said look I know this is meant to be a reward but for me this is really stressful and I hate it so can can I just not I don't know I as a kid um, I find like if you try and get out of stuff, there's loads of stuff I tried to get out of that I try and explain to my parents or teachers or that kind of thing. I really don't want to do this. Yeah. But because you don't know what it is, because you don't, like I said, if, if you're diagnosed as a kid, they'd know they wouldn't make you. But yeah. when you haven't got a diagnosis and when you tell that, your parents just think that you're, or teachers as well, just think you're being like 
scared or yeah. whatever and they think if they just make you do it yeah. you'll be glad that you were made to do it and i think with nt people that kind of works and you know it must do because otherwise why is that like a mantra that everyone keeps True, saying yeah. if it wasn't something that was proven to work but for people on the spectrum it doesn't work it's not like once i'm up on stage in your case or yeah you know once i'm doing the thing that i've specifically said i don't want to do this um you you just get forced to do it and it's hideous and it always ends up going badly you end up having like a meltdown in public or you end up like having some weird reaction when you do it or something odd happened um and you kind of want to be like see told you yeah but they think that they're helping you by making you do it they think it's like character building and you'll thank them later they think it's one of them situations when it's not um but they didn't know i didn't know so that's what it is whereas that's something as a child there's situations where like i was way more social when i was younger yeah um, but that's because you have to be um like there weren't really computer games when i was a kid there were but it wasn't the same as it is now like so we didn't play like on games all the time unless it was bad weather but in good weather especially like in the summer holidays at school you know, you're supposed to hang out with people like every day yeah, um, and that kind of thing. And that's what you have to do as kids. Your parents make you do that. And I feel like I had more social skills as a child than I do now. Yeah. As I've got older and you can pick and choose the things you go to, I've realized that I don't need to do any of this stuff. So I don't. Um, there was like obviously the awkward thing of when you're in uni, everybody wants to go out every night and get drunk and that kind of thing. And yeah. I tried to do that, but nights out are a mental thing for i think i don't know if there's i know they do like i think you can go on like autistic clubbing nights and that kind of thing now i think that's the thing i've seen one for people with down syndrome um where they can go out and they go out as a group yeah Uh, i think i've seen one for autism um but yeah you go to a bar alcohol in itself makes me way more sensory and then you're in a place with people that are just barging into you knocking about there's lights everywhere yeah you know so it's one of those things that i soon realized that i am not a night out kind of person yeah and when you're in your like teenagers 20s like when you don't want to go out people think what do you mean you don't want to go out yeah of course we're going out everybody's going out you're going out but now that i'm in my 30s i'm at that age that's more respectable for me to be like i'm too old for this yeah i'm not doing it uh, and no one's thinking anything of it, but trying to get out of it as, do you know what I mean? Like in my 20s and like yeah. teens and stuff, I used to just do that thing where you say you're going to go uh, and then it would get to the night of it happening and I'd just turn everything off. My phone, yeah. Facebook, uh, lock my door in my room, make sure no, like obviously when I lived in like a house share, uh, make sure that no one knew like where I was. Uh, and I used to have to do it that way instead. Uh, now, I just say no. Ooh. People say, um, do you want to go out? And I'm at an age now where I can just be like, nah, it's not yeah. happening. Um, if they want to think it's my Asperger's, that's fine. I don't say no, it's not, I can't, it's my Asperger's. I'm just flat out, no, I'm not going to that. Yeah. Uh, and that's the way, that's the way it's like, it's got different now. As I've got older, as I've got to the age I am now, like, I can pick and choose what I want to do and I've learned more about my own Asperger's that I can keep myself away from stuff. There's still aspects of life that you have to do. Um, Recently, I've been talking to my social worker about a different career path. Um, And 
I've realized that I'm trying to pick stuff that's Asperger friendly and trying to find a job that's Asperger friendly is is not easy, I've no. discovered. Um, I still haven't figured out what what would be good or what can be done or um, what I should be looking into. And that's something you have to think of as, because it's not the same as a, when you're a kid. When you're a kid, you're at school. If your autism comes out, it's fine. You know, like schools are schools. They'll just get you through it anyway. Lessons, yeah. lessons are all done the same way to everybody, no matter what. You have to go to school, getting expelled from school. You have to do something really bad to get expelled. Yeah. And most people with autism, I know I've read a story actually recently with some child that's getting expelled because of his autism, because it makes him aggressive. And the school's just decided they can't deal with it anymore. Um, but it's different, like you're made to. But with jobs, that's an aspect that your Asperger's has to deal with that you you didn't think would be a thing with yeah. jobs. Like some people just won't hire you because you're autism. They won't say that's why they're not hiring you because obviously the way things are now, they can't say that. Yeah. But I always got the impression that's why it's happened. And, you know, things have to be put in place. But you need a job because you need money. Like it's... It's money became something that was a trait of mine. Um, I know it's one for you as well, <laughs> where you think about it a lot, how much you've got, like, are you going to be able to afford stuff? Like, yeah. you think about it constantly sometimes and it becomes like an obsessive thought. That wasn't one I'd ever had as a child. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, money's not a thing when you're younger. So, like, there's these more responsibilities you get as an adult that, trigger certain parts of your Asperger's that have like I don't know if they were there beforehand like dormant and you just didn't know they were there because those things never happened to set them off or I don't know if you then develop new traits as you get older because these things start happening that you're just like what is that because I think like a lot of them I don't notice it from the start you don't with like money uh, and my health, because uh, obviously I have like health anxiety yeah. and that health anxiety, I don't even know when that started, but it's not something I've always had. I don't know if it is instant, you know, like the second money was a thing, I developed like this weird thing about money. Yeah. Or I was fine at first and then as time's gone on, it's become something like it's it's weird to think that there's things now that I do and say and traits I have that. I'm pretty sure I never had when I was a child. Yeah, that, yeah, there definitely are. Um, just thinking about the career path, I won't talk about careers because we've already done that, but um, I think a big thing for me that I've realised in trying to get a new job is that when I was younger, I didn't have... Um, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. When I was younger, I was quite confident within myself of, like, my abilities. But as I've got older, I have sort of no self-confidence in what I'm capable of or what I can do. So in looking for new jobs, I've seen, like, the perfect candidate needs to do this, this and this. And then I've gone, but I can't do that. Or I'll never be able to do that. So... I can't do this job and I I do it with pretty much every job like they'll say um like certain jobs will say like the perfect candidate needs to be able to drive and I can drive I've passed my driving test like I had a car when I lived at home and drove for like two years um but for some reason my head goes well I'm not a good enough driver so that's a no 
and then I'll see things that say like you need to have good excel skills like on the computer and I've done a course on excel and I'm quite competent with it but I'll see that and go oh well I don't know if my excel skills are good enough so I can't do that I just know that I've got this sort of leveling of self-doubt and I just don't believe that I'm capable of doing the things that are required so I write that off but when I was younger I didn't have that so when I was younger you could say to me can you do this and I would say yes I'm really good at that even if I wasn't I would still have this level of belief that I could sort of I guess I could do anything sort of mentality of yeah I can do that 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 would be easy like I'm I'm good at that that would be fine yeah and I definitely don't have that now I've got I've got no like belief in myself it's bizarre I don't know how that's changed but that's like a I I wouldn't say that was related to Asperger's except it's such a big trait of mine where I doubt myself on pretty much every level for everything that I I think it must be related because it is almost like an obsessive thought so I, I don't know that's something that I definitely think has changed but I don't know why I don't know if it's just um from getting older and realizing that Asperger's affects me even when I didn't know it was Asperger's just knowing that I wanted to do certain things that I found myself not being able to do or getting really like anxious about or stressed and I don't know whether just meeting a certain amount of barriers has led me to just have no confidence in myself I don't know yeah I just feel like that's something that's definitely something that's developed with age yeah so instead of saying like it's something you've evolved so you've evolved like uh no confidence trait you're saying that just over time it's kind of picked at it and it's disappeared yeah just like step by step so I came to uni when I came to uni I had this whole thing in my head of I'm gonna meet so I didn't really I knew that I wasn't really social but I I hadn't accepted it so I thought I'll come to uni I'll make like friends for life um I'll be living by myself but me and my flatmates will get along really well and we'll do all this stuff together and I'll go on nights out and I'll be really good at my course and then I'll get the job at the end of it that's like the dream job and I'll be qualified and everything and Mm. then I came to uni and the I met people and then I realised that I didn't really want to make friends. So I, I sort of started off by making friends. And then I just stopped hanging out with them because I made these friends. But then all they wanted to do was go on nights out. And I didn't want to do that. I thought that was really boring. I thought they were weird for thinking that going on nights out several times a week was a thing. Like I knew in my head that once a month was enough for me. I yeah. didn't want to do anymore. So... The fact that that was their sort of way of hanging out, I didn't want to do that. So then I slowly sort of backed away from the friends I'd made because I really didn't want to do that. Um, the only way for me of coping with a night out is to is to drink a lot. So mm. to sort of like block it out. And that's not good. So then I just, I, I, I never enjoyed them. I always felt like they were pointless. But I think like, I had all of these ideas in my head of I'm going to do this and then that didn't work out. And then I thought I'm going to, at least I can do this, but 
that like another thing didn't work out like going to uni I found really stressful walking into a lecture room as I've said before with a room full of people I couldn't do and I sort of but are you saying that you could do this stuff when you were a kid so do you think as a child you could have walked into a lecture room or gone out with people not drinking obviously but gone out with people on a daily basis do you think that's something that's just over time I become think, a thing or do you think it was something you've always never been able to do? It's just when you're a kid, you've never had to walk into a lecture room so you wouldn't true. have known if you had to do that or not. I think it's definitely, it's something that's got worse over time. Like I would definitely say that I'm worse at it now. When I was younger, I could socialise a lot better than I can now. The only difference, I think, between being younger and now that works in my favour now is when I was younger, going to other people's houses or having people in my house was something that I found really stressful. Um, Like every sleepover I went on, I would just start crying and would need to go home Mm. because I can't deal with that sort of level of change. Um, Whereas now, obviously, who has adult sleepovers like they they happen from time to time you hear about people being like oh yeah we were just i went round my friends for dinner but then we stayed up all night chatting like you you hear about stuff like that but it doesn't really happen so that's not a barrier that i need to come across now that i had when i was younger but i i feel like things like walking into a lecture room stuff like that definitely it's got worse I'm not saying I could always do it, but um, I don't think it would have caused me as much stress as it does now. Were you are someone that, you know, we've talked about, that you ruminate? Yeah. So in your case, it could just be that the thought started at a young age and you just thought about it too much. And, you know, when you're on the spectrum, you think about stuff too much anyway. So, like, you when you don't know what something's like or the uncertainty of what's going to happen, uh, then it's, it, you think about it more and more and more. So like going on nights out, you don't know what's going to happen when you're out. So there's that worry of not knowing what's going to happen. You don't know what time you're going to be home. You don't know what time people are going to get there. You don't know who's going to be there. You know, so there's that kind of thing which worries you and you, then you don't do it. And like with nights out, there's never been like, two nights out that I've been on that are the same. So there's that, like, uncertainty about it. Um, And same with, like, when you go into lectures. If you get in there first, you're sat down, it doesn't matter. But when you walk into a room that's full of people, you don't know how they're going to react to you being there. And nine times out of ten, I'm sure they just, they don't care. Yeah. Um, But you don't feel that way about it. You've got to then walk in with loads of people that will look at you because you're walking in after So I think that's what it is. And like with you, you think about stuff too much. So over time from being young to now, you've thought about certain things way too much and they develop into maybe a trait. But I think the origins of the trait are the same. It's just how they, I suppose, manifest are different depending on situations that you yourself personally go into. Like, your traits are different to my traits because we've had different lives, I think. And I think that's the same with everybody on the spectrum. You develop them based on the things you experience as you're growing up. And I think that's probably why Asperger's changes 
it obviously changes person to person as you get older. Um, I mean, I don't know with children. I don't know if it's children have more things in common, like two kids that are on the spectrum, both with Asperger's. I don't know if their traits are similar to each other more so than those that are adults because adults, you have certain things. So yeah, I originally started this chat thinking that what we talk about is does Asperger's evolve as you get older? Does it become something more? But what you're saying for you is certain behaviours just become more and more embedded in your personality as you get older. Yeah. That they become traits and you think about things too much over and over again that they develop into a trait. Whereas I thought um, it just gets different as you get older. For me, I don't know. I feel like my personality from when I was a child to now is completely different. Um, you know, people always say like people don't change and that kind of thing, but I feel like I definitely have from a young age to now as a child, like I could just hang out with people. I remember like people just turning up at my house without telling me they were coming yeah, and I was fine with it. Um, and I know that I could just go out and play with other kids because I knew that's what I was supposed to do. And I'd just play with kids all day and be fine with it. And going to school wasn't a problem. And I don't remember being like having anxiety towards anything at school. Um, obviously presentations, that kind of thing. The things we have to stand up in front of people and talk. Yeah, sure. I got anxiety to them. But not on a level that would be now. Now would be hideous if I had to give a presentation. But back then it was like a normal level of anxiety and stress that I imagine NT people have as well. Um, and I don't remember feeling autistic at all or having any of the standard stuff. I don't remember like craving routine. I don't remember like needing schedule or um, I don't remember even worrying about like the way I dress and that kind of thing, which is definitely something I do now. Yeah. I don't know if that's because I didn't buy my own clothes, so it was irrelevant. And then once I started buying my own clothes, I initially enjoyed the freedom of choosing what I can and you know, won't wear. But then... I, I definitely became a thing where I was, it was based on my parents. My parents had to be a certain way. And now like it's got to a point where it's a massive thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's following what you think in the sense that it didn't used to be up until it was something that I was given. I got to a certain age where my mom was like, right, pick your own clothes now, buy your own clothes. You've got money. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, so you start dressing yourself. I don't know if like the more freedoms I was given as I got older, um, I then started locking stuff down and then they became autistic traits of mine. Yeah. Um, because they were things that I suddenly, they were like, control this, you know. Um, and yeah, I don't know if then that's how I developed more and more traits or it became more and more obvious. Like the more freedom you're given, the harder it is, I suppose, to live... Uh, like stress-free life if you're on the spectrum um which is i guess why you get like social workers and that kind of thing because you start handing some of the stuff you don't want back to them yeah like i'll keep this stuff this stuff's fine but you could have all this i don't want any of this um and yeah there's things like and it's a common thing with those that are on the spectrum uh is that i don't want to say that we don't mature but are how old we see ourselves as I feel like we get to a point where we stay somewhere like I even though I'm 33 I wouldn't say I behave like I'm 33 no. I wouldn't say I've met other people that are the same age as me and they're way more like I would consider grown up or 
yeah. maturing the things they do, their behavior. I mean, you can't see my flat, obviously, because this is a podcast, but I feel like this flat does not look like that of someone that's <laughs> in their 30s with some of the stuff I have. Like, I have, like, toys, figures, like, I put silly stuff everywhere, um... Like, I have a giant King Kong in my bathroom that looks like he's climbing my cabinets, like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and I think I got to, like, a certain age where I just stayed there. Like, I don't think I... I did mentally mature, but not really. There's aspects of my life that I still don't do, that I don't see myself as an adult. You know, like, things like mortgages and yeah. marriage and kids and that kind of thing are concepts to me that seem, like, years away. Like, I'm yeah. nowhere near at that age where... I'm ready to do that kind of stuff. Like, and I know NT people do that, but I think they do it on a level where they think I'm not ready for that. Whereas for me, I feel like I'm not mentally mature enough for that. Um, and I still enjoy like silly stuff that I know I definitely did as a kid. So I think there's that aspect as well is that you're thrown into like adult life, but you don't, you know, what's the thing? You don't know how to adult, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know how to do grown-up stuff, so I don't do grown-up stuff, you know? Like, I never have done. So I have that. I think I'm kind of, like, stuck between, you know, like, young me and, I guess, where I am now. Um. So, yeah, there's parts of me that won't do the adult stuff. Like, I have bills and that kind of thing, but I don't deal with them. Uh, I don't deal with them at all because it's still a weird concept to me, bills. Um, And yeah, like they're stuff that were given to me as I got older to deal with. But I feel like my Asperger's kind of just went, no, 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 we're not doing this. This is not something. Yeah. Um, So I cut out the stuff that were things I was made to do as a child and just thought, well, we don't have to do this anymore. So why will we? Um, but then there's stuff that I'm supposed to do as an adult that I'm refusing to do as well. So, yeah. Um, and then you're left with, I guess as you get older, though, you have a more of an understanding. And once I got diagnosed, you can learn stuff and you can figure out your traits and then you can streamline your entire life to that of what's comfortable for you. And I guess that changes. Um who I am now to who I was when I got diagnosed is completely different. Like, you know, like how I live, the things I do, the things I don't do. If I think about before diagnosis, all this adult stuff I had to deal with and wasn't dealing with. Um, but now it's so much easier. Yeah. Uh, whereas as a child, I felt like I wouldn't have needed a diagnosis. As a kid, if someone would have gone, if we think you're autistic we think you should get a diagnosis. I probably would have said, why? I don't need one. Yeah. Um, there's no need for it. I am not interested in one. And I think that's as a child, I didn't feel like, I, like I say, I don't remember being anxious, anxious or stressed. I did have meltdowns, but I feel like my meltdowns at their peak of like when my meltdowns happened the most were when I was in like my late teens, early 20s, that seems to be where they mostly were. I don't remember having any as a child. I must have done, but like you said, they might have just been considered tantrums. Yeah. And I think those on the spectrum as children do have tantrums. You can't say that every tantrum they have is a meltdown, but they're two separate things. But then when you get older, you don't have tantrums anymore, but you still have meltdowns. So you think, what is this? Why am I still doing this? Yeah, I think the first... The first 
meltdown I can remember having when I was younger that was definitely a meltdown and not a tantrum. The first one I remember wasn't until I was about 14. And that was after getting my hair cut. Oh, I think I had one getting my hair cut way earlier than that, actually, when I was about 11. But, like, related to things that are, I guess, typically autistic. Like, a lot of people on the spectrum don't like getting their hair cut. But I can't think of things just from, like, general life. So I agree with that. Um, Yeah, that... well, like think... you said, you were more confident as a kid. Do you remember? Oh, definitely. Do you remember anxiety as a child? No. Being a thing? No. I remember there were things that I definitely did not want to do. For example, my parents, when we went on holiday, used to want me to go and talk to other children that were staying like on the same site as us to, you know, make like a holiday friend yeah. so that they wouldn't have to deal with me for the whole holiday. I remember that being something that I hated doing, but only hated it the initial going up to them and saying hi. That was the bit I hated. Once that was done, hanging out with them, fine. Um, I think a thing that I think is interesting is I think if you were diagnosed at a young age and you learn triggers and sensory issues younger and you've sort of learned to cater around them, I think your triggers and sensory issues when you're older would be completely different to what they are now. Yeah. Like, I think if I'd learned something that triggered me when I was younger, it might not have escalated into something that triggers me now. Yeah, I suppose, because when you're diagnosed when you're younger, I guess you're less exposed to the things that will do stuff. And like you said, because you've had to just deal with them, I suppose repeated over time exposure to the same problem over and over again develops a reaction, develops a trait. Yeah. Uh it could be that you could be right, but I suppose when you're diagnosed young, I think I don't know if they just outright say no, you can't do this, or if they let you have a go and see what happens, and then if it turns out it was too hard, they that's it, and then it doesn't become a thing because you've never had to deal with it again. Um, and I don't know if you're like if you're undiagnosed, you just repeatedly have to keep attempting the same things over and over again until in the end where it just becomes something you're aware of. Like because once you know you can't do something, or once you know something's massively stressful or makes you like have massive anxiety towards it, every time you know you've got to do it, you feel the anxiety and stress before you're about to do it. Yeah. And every time it gets a little bit harder to do. Um, to the point where eventually it just becomes something you don't do and can't do. Yeah. Whereas I guess if you're diagnosed you early and know about it, you've got someone that is like sort of supervising it happen, seeing what happens and then going, how do you feel about that? Did you want to do that again or should we not bother? Um, Whereas I guess when you're not diagnosed, you just kind of have to keep going at it. And you don't think, uh, why is this getting worse each time? Because for... NT people, I think it's the reverse. The more they do it, the easier it gets. Yeah. So you start applying that same logic to yourself and just think, if I just keep having a go at this, I'll eventually get it. But you don't get it. And it just becomes more and more stressful, more and more anxiety. And then eventually you just don't do it. Someone goes, we're going to go do this. And you're like, nah, can't do that. That is something I can't do. I'm not doing that. That's not happening. Uh, And that's how it works, I think. And like, that's over time. That's as you get older. Um... But I don't know if it's because the adult world or grown-up world is not, I don't want to say not suitable for those on the spectrum, but, like, 
it's definitely more difficult than when you're a child. I feel like the kid world or child world is not more autism friendly, but it's much easier to handle. Um, I don't feel like childhood was difficult. Uh, I don't feel like being a kid with autism was a problem. I don't remember it ever coming up. I don't remember it ever saying anything about me being weird or anything about me seeing odd or that kind of thing. Like, I don't know if my mom ever really noticed a difference. She says that she noticed things I did in school. And obviously, I've said before, I was always in trouble with teachers and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but that was more like me and an authority thing, which has always been an issue of mine. I, as you know, don't like people telling me what to do. Yeah. I have it with teachers, bosses, parents. Even if the thing they're telling me to do is the thing that I want to do. The fact that someone's telling me to do it always makes me initially go, nah, I'm not doing it now. You can't tell me. Um, and I, that's just that's just me. That's just always I, been yeah. something I've always done. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. I don't remember anything else other than that as a kid. And I know internally feeling different to everybody else, but not have it come out in a way that, people notice that I'm different to everybody else. It was just always something that they'd be doing stuff and I'd be thinking, yeah, you think we're the same, but we're not the same. I know we're not the same. And it was always like this weird thing where we do stuff and I'd be like, yeah, sure, we'll do this because you like this and it benefits you and you're enjoying this, but secretly I'm not enjoying this Yeah, and I don't like this. And I liked having that, like, at the time, I guess, feeling of being different, but having nobody know about it. But then as I got older... um, it became something I couldn't contain. And I've noticed with age, as I've become an adult, it's as much as I try and hide it, it's much harder to hide these days than it ever was. Yeah. And I don't know that's because I know. And so part of me is just letting it happen because I was told to just let it be out and just be me. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like, that's happened as I've got older. But yeah, when I was a kid, I was I used to just hide it. Um, but then I think that's how I ended up in health therapy in the first place is because the hiding it was becoming too overwhelming and now I'm learning to let it out and I it's, it's different I don't know if the diagnosis does have a knock-on effect I don't know if it will for you I don't know if once you're diagnosed it'll change your behavior again um, or it won't and I know you're just doing it for peace of mind in general yeah um, but yeah, I think Asperger's definitely changes as you get older. I don't think the traits you have, even those that are diagnosed young, I don't think the traits they have as a kid are the same ones they have as an adult. Yeah. Um, and I think it might just be because the more times you experience it, the more your reaction changes. Well, I, th- I think for, in my opinion, I think it's part partly to do with just as you get older, you mature, like everyone changes with age. Yeah. But I also think that there's a big part of it that is the way life is when you're older is completely different. Like I feel like for people with Asperger's, if life stayed the same, their traits wouldn't develop as, like wouldn't change as much. But I think it doesn't. When you're a child, you you live with your parents, you go to school, you have that and as you get older, that changes. You you might move out. You don't go to school anymore. You like life around you will change with age, and therefore your traits will change because you'll be exposed to different and new things. Yeah. And different and new things will be expected of you as an adult that were never expected of you as a child, and vice versa. And I think that definitely oh, yeah, I mean, plays a big role in it. The way everyone looks at 
kids the way everyone looks at adults. No one looks at both the same way. No, not at all. And you don't treat adults like children, and you don't treat children like adults. So, but like, oh, that that's totally a societal thing. Like I say, I'm I'm really obsessed with um, like human behaviour. It's a, a massive thing for me. Is how we put certain structures in place that never need to exist. It's why I've got a whole thing about money. But like, it's only, we only look at people differently here. So I wonder if, like, if you are born with Asperger's elsewhere in the world where different things are expected of you, maybe Asperger's is completely different. Like, I've been reading a lot on African tribes and a lot of them don't really acknowledge children as children um, because from the age of sort of six onwards, you're just treated as an adult who can make their own decisions and be their own way. And I wonder if if there's someone like in those tribes that has Asperger's, I wonder if it's like just completely different because... Yeah. But I imagine nationality makes... Asperger's is different depending on your nationality oh, as definitely. well, I imagine. Like, I yeah, just culture... I mean, I know it's different anyway, person to person, but I imagine it's there's massive differences between. Um, I mean, we've spoke to other people from other countries uh, about it since we started doing this, yeah. and it sounds like it is different in other yeah. countries, which I was I was expecting. It's not like I was like, oh, really? Um, but I've never really thought about it because um, obviously, yeah, every society is different anyway. I mean, if if you meet NT people from different countries, their way they are is different. Yeah, uh, it's just the way it is. So yeah, I imagine like. Autism or Asperger's, other nationalities, you know, like I imagine it's a completely different version of Asperger's yeah, that you don't know anything about. It's still Asperger's, it's still there, it's still autism, but it it'll be different again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's definitely interesting. I think just the way it developed, um, because it's not. I don't see it as like it's not. I always see like it's Asperger's is you. Yeah. So it's not like there's you and you have Asperger's. Yeah. Um, it's not like a illness or something you've got. I feel yeah. like it's definitely a main part of your personality. It's it's not you and it. It's you are it. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people don't like that idea. Some people think, no, you can't let it like govern your life or in some cases I've heard people say ruin your life like that yeah but I feel like it's a good thing um it is just who you are it shapes most things you do and how you see a lot of things in your own life so you know it is a big part of it and yeah the way it's nurtured for in other countries and how it develops as you get older definitely affects what kind of uh, burger you're gonna be yeah but yeah that's it that is Time's up. I'm afraid. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Ding it. But yeah, uh, that's good. So like next week, like we said, we will actually probably do this topic. So I think I mentioned it last week as well about doing this topic. Yeah, uh, we will research it. I think next week will be uh, like, it'll be interesting because we'll have facts behind it. And I guess we'll sort of be discussing our personal opinions because we definitely could talk about it because we well i can't really give it away but you know yeah yeah, we'll be able to discuss it better (laughs) but yeah that's it for now thanks everybody for listening again bye say thanks for listening thank thank you for listening there you go thank you (laughs) (laughs) now you can do the bye bye